My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers. It has been quite a while um, since we've had anything on the TV arc. I, I mentioned getting Gavin back on here eventually, and it finally happened. So for anybody who uh, is still waiting for that here and now season one wrap-up cast, um, that's not happening uh, ever. And uh, that show's not coming back, unfortunately. My podcast was so damn good, Gavin. I got the show canceled. I was going to say, yeah. So They were like, this should guy we, is should killing we. it. It's the best show on iTunes. We can't give him any more content. Canceled. We already Done saw with. what he did with that John Carpenter shit. Like, we just can't. <laughs> we're, we're not doing that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, no finale wrap-up cast for that. I know it's been like forever, if anybody's still even subscribed to this at this point. But this is episode three, officially, even though you'll see... 10 other episodes related to here and now on this feed. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if you even remember, we started with a Black Mirror episode. Yes. And then we did our top 10 favorite shows of all time. And then we went dormant for a while, but I kept it going with my here and now coverage, which nobody wanted to join me for. So that was a solo endeavor. But I said we were going to get back here. And why why are we back here, Gavin? What What was the impetus for us finally getting back? Because, on the TV arc. Because Cobra Kai never dies. Yes. There you go. Um, Just like the Goonies. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. No mercy. Um, Mercy's for the weak. Oh, we do not train to be merciful here. We can go all day It's going to be hard to keep this brief. But yes. I will say from the top, we're going to try and keep it on the leaner side. Because, as you may know, if you're a fan of the Movie Arc podcast, our cousins... The Brothers Blanchard, not the Blanchard Brothers, they are almost done with their run of Camp Crystal Lake Revisited, okay? And you've heard them kick around the idea for several other follow-up podcasts. Uh, what we've pretty much landed on is they're definitely going to do uh, Every Town Has an Elm Street. They're going to go through every single Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Looking forward to that myself. Now that I can get down on. What also came out of this conversation, these conversations that I had with Matt was right after I watched Cobra Kai, when I was texting everybody that I know that's breathing, uh, that may have an affinity for the series, uh, that they needed to go watch it immediately, I was, you know, checking the pulse, basically, like, I don't know if it, like, where it sat with you generationally, blah, 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 and he was like, well, I was still, you know, I was still young, or old enough, rather, to have grown up on Rocky, and so... That was my thing, more so than Karate Kid. I was a little bit older at the time. I didn't, like, click with it as much. I'm like, well, great. Regardless, you should give Cobra Kai a chance. But what came out of that conversation is the brothers, Blanchard, are going to do the entire Rocky series at some point. Probably down the road, you know, after we get through October. Um, maybe it's like an end-of-the-year sort of thing. Yeah. They're going to go through all the Rockies. So I was like, well, this is a no-brainer. 
Gavin and I, we're going to do all four Karate Kids, and we'll do an episode five where we go, like, full bore episode by episode yes. of Cobra Kai. That works for me. So, that is coming up down the road. If you enjoy this episode, there is more to come. If we if we have any glaring issues that didn't get covered here, and hopefully by the time we record that, we'll have a little bit more info on what we can expect from season two. I'm sure we can go ahead and do some speculation now in this episode. But we yeah, could also so, do what we want to see, but we're going to try and keep it spoiler-free. For sure. Well, no, I'm not even going to say keep it spoiler-free, because okay. I want to be able to talk. You and I have not talked other than me texting you and saying, brother, you need to watch this show immediately. Yeah, the text so, I got at the beach was, this show has no business being this good. Yeah. What, and that's well, what I had heard from other people, yeah. and I was like, okay. I'll, so, I'll we'll say from the top, uh, go watch it. Yeah. First two episodes are free on YouTube Red, and then you just do the free month subscription, people. Don't forget to turn it off afterwards, but you can kill this show in an afternoon. Uh, it's about five hours, roughly, all together. And, uh, yeah, so I encourage everybody, even if you're on the fence, uh, which I don't know why you would be at this point, that's kind of what pushed me over the edge of, like, I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, I'm interested in what they're doing. But the simple fact that it was a YouTube Red series, I was a little reticent, and then I just kept hearing over and over again, one of the best shows on right now, like, they got it right, go Go actually watch it. And as you may be able to tell, uh, I'm a little under the weather. Uh, I think a lot of people are. It's that uh, transition into summer cold that everybody seems to get. And I had a full-on sick day. First one in quite a while. Oh, wow. And I chose to spend it uh, binging Cobra Kai. Yeah, and I not had to work. Popped up on cold medicine. So my opinion may have been skewed just a little bit. Maybe. But but I don't think so. I am going to rewatch it at some point before we record this uh, this upcoming Karate Kid revisited whatever we want to call it yeah. thing. Uh, but that's a miniseries you can look forward to in the future. I'm going to shut up because I feel like I'm rambling. I had hyped it beyond belief to you. Take me through your where you know your thoughts going into it. What did you think when you first saw the trailer? And what why did you hold off? And what did you think when you finally sat down to digest it after I had told you that needed to be done? Well, it's one of those where, like, I I don't know if you said it to me, but I basically, I was like, you know, this works, I, I, great, I love it. Like, the minute that they announced it, um, all the movies were up on Amazon Prime. Like, well, no, the first one was up on Prime for free. but Now they're all on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. Not including Next Karate Kid, which we'll definitely discuss that. I think it's totally left open that next Karate Kid could be part of the canon of this show, and maybe we get Hillary Swank in like season two or three. Oh, dude, that would be dope. Total possibility. Um, so when the show announced, I was like, okay, cool. And leading up to it, when it came out, like one was on Prime, so I watched it, watched one, and and it was like maybe you know got down like twelve thirty, and I was like, well, I'm gonna go watch Karate Kid too. Three dollars to rent, done. Watched it that night, <laughs> and had I not, not yeah, <laughs> had I not had work the next day, because mind you, this is like three o'clock in the morning. I'm I am debating like, do I buy part three right now? A movie I've seen upwards a, of twenty times. Twenty <laughs> times. Do I just buy? I, I have the DVDs in my room with me. Yeah, I was gonna say they are somewhere. There is a collection between the two of us. Yeah. It may be in that closet right there. Mm-hmm. Actually. Um, we should have mentioned that from the top. Uh, if the audio quality is a little different, which playback sounded fine for what we tested yeah, out. we'll see. Um, we are in the Archivy Studio South Studio B, uh, located 
in Sumter, South Carolina, in a little place called Our Parents' House. Yes. In Gavin's old bedroom is okay. where we are right okay. now. This is where we it used to. It does not look like his bedroom used to. This is now the official Carolina Gamecock room. Maybe we'll Instagram a picture out uh, from this room because oh, I don't know if anybody's dope. ever seen it. But uh, yeah, it is wall-to-wall Gamecock stuff in here. Hopefully the acoustics aren't bad, and hopefully I can hear it in my voice, dude. I feel like I sound terrible, but you don't sound terrible, annoying you people, and excuse any sniffles. Uh, in yeah, that's just keep the sniffles to a minimum. We're fine. So you were you pretty much sold after episode one, I guess is my question. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I encourage anybody like the first two episodes. I feel like are enough to get you to yeah to take the time it takes to fill out the subscription form and for mean, the free month trial. And there's not as of yet. A ton of other stuff worth watching on YouTube Red, from what I could tell. So I don't know that I'll get much use out of this month trial, but it is nice. You don't have any ads on your YouTube. And uh, if you're a Google Android user, you get Google Play for free with as part of it. So like that alone should be enough for the whatever it is a month. No no ads on YouTube and then like I have a music streaming service. Like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Yeah. Let's let's do that. Okay. So anyway, um so yeah, I watched all the movie. I watched the movies again. I, I actually didn't watch three. Uh, yeah, I, I've just kind of been saving it on my own. Like it's this one little thing I want to do. Um, but I was kind I mean, of like it's one of the greatest sequels of all time. Yes. And again, we've been over this on previous um, episodes of the movie arc. I believe um, has, for my money, the best villain in cinematic history. Yes, uh, Terry Silver. Yes. <laughs> Who they who, do mention in this series. gets name-checked in the series, and oh my god, when Terry Silver got name-checked, dude, you better believe I was like, Thomas Ian Griffin, bring him on! When's he coming into the show? I'm flipping out. What's he doing now? You He's know. got nothing going yeah. on. So, yeah. okay. So, again, from the top, spoilers for Cobra Kai, the entirety of the first season. We, I loved it. I don't know about you, but let's talk about it. Okay, um, so anyway, I was uh, I was kind of like, you know, I don't really know if this is something that I need right now, but it's nice. Like, it's it's not, it, and I was talking to somebody about this the other day, it works perfectly where it is. I didn't need it to be a Netflix show. I didn't need them to try and, like, bring it to TV. I didn't need them to make a movie about it. This, you know, 30-minute format episodes over, you know, five hours, basically, a little five-hour movie getting back to these characters and like you can literally you can turn it on and it doesn't matter who you had an affinity for or who you liked you know and and in the first like you know the first film or even the series uh you know you you're gonna you'll find somebody's point of view and you'll agree with them completely Mm -hmm. like that was the best thing about it but i really wasn't like i was excited but i wasn't like oh my god this is the best thing ever and then I heard, okay, it's good. Oh, yeah, okay, actually, you know what? It's actually really well done. Then I listened to the two of them talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay. And then, you know, well, actually, you had told me it has no business being this good beforehand. Which is something a lot of people have said. I, yeah. I'm not going to try and take credit for that sort of opinion. Well, yeah, on no. It, but but when, you, when you stack all of what it had going against it, okay, we're in the age of nostalgia right now. Yes. Everything is being rebooted to death. Yes. Some more well executed than others we're also in the nostalgia train with stuff like stranger things where it's like well we also just like things that remind us of 
the things that we used to like. Yeah. Um, even if it's not a direct reboot oh, of dude, that property. Have you listened to Har- David Harbour on WTF? No. Oh, God, dude. So funny. Um, gotta listen, catch up on that. I listen to like 30 different shows, man. It's yeah, there's, listen there's just lot. to him and Mark Maron laugh at each other's stuff is ridiculous. His laugh I feel like is Harvard gives gives good pod. Oh, god, as they say, yeah, so I'll definitely check that one out. I did go back and listen to the uh, uh oh, Brolin, yeah, yeah, Brolin on Maron was fantastic, yes. Anyways, we're, we're getting off track. Um, I feel like I'm trying to think of the moment when it clicked for me, when I was like, oh, this is like, this is next level shit, basically, because I think this has established what should be the blueprint, the textbook going forward for how you readdress a beloved property without pandering to the fan base, um, but still fulfilling everything you could possibly want from a series like this, but it does not coast at all. Mm-mm. It doesn't. It doesn't just lean back on the old movies, which from the get go I was like, "Is that? Are we gonna do a lot of like just cutting back to the original movies?" Because we literally start, boom. Yeah, that was the right there part. at the All Valley, and that transition shot between you know Johnny getting knocked on the mat, and then boom, smash cut to him. You know, thirty years later. Waking Um, up drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And that honestly was the most exciting thing for me going into this because I've always thought that Zabka was a super underrated actor. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the idea from the get go, they're like, oh, no, the show's going to be centered around him, not Daniel San, not Ralph Macchio, who I love as well. And I feel like has like, you know, continued to have interesting roles here and there, pops up on TV every once in a while. He's done a lot of behind the camera, you know, behind the scenes stuff, same as Zabka. And... But that's what I was most excited to see and how they were going to play with like, okay, well, it's called Cobra Kai. This is not the Karate Kid story anymore. Yeah. And honestly, you know, we get in the first two episodes or so. I'm like, what what happened to Daniel? Yeah. What happened to the kid that like was my gateway into the series, like a character I super identified with because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a full-on nerd or anything like that, but he also, he wasn't the cool guy, he wasn't a jock. He was yeah. just this lanky, awkward kid from Jersey. You identify and with a lanky, we, Now we've kid got him, we've got him, I mean, I always wanted to be as tan as Ralph Macchio. Yeah, me that's too, That's never, ever gonna happen. Is it just me? Do you think Brendan Riley like, looks kind of like a young Ralph Macchio? I always equate it. I don't it. see it. <laughs> it's the face right through here yeah, and how he talks it. sometimes. I get he's Carl. He's he's Tony Goldwyn. He's Tony. He's fucking Carl from, uh, from Ghost. From Ghost. Yeah. Go, yeah. Picture Tony <laughs> Goldwyn and Ghost. That's our friend Brendan Riley. But, yeah. like, I don't know. I just always, like, anytime Brendan would talk about that in The Karate Kid, I'm like, you look like Daniel LaRusso to me. And he's like, what? I, I've, I don't I don't. Yeah. I, don't see I just, I don't know. I just do. When, but, we, when we do meet Daniel San, um, He's running a super successful car dealership. Yep. One of the two most successful in the valley. And, you know, he's he's karate chopping and high kicking in his ads and stuff. And he gives out a bonsai tree to every customer. And I'm immediately like, dude, I feel like you went a little off the rails. Like you're like commodifying all of the shit that made you a success. Like you're you're not you're not miyaging it right now. Like yeah. you what's up? And I wasn't really vibing with Daniel. Which is perfect because you slowly start to like see all of the layers and the depth to the Johnny Lawrence character that you're like, 
dude, the, just the way that they tweak the narrative. Yes. Just oh the perspective God. of like, oh, that was an illegal kick. Or like, yeah, you rolled into town and like, you're talking to my girlfriend. Like we had just broken up. Like that was, that was my dream girl. Well, well, I came from this broken home. Like all of that stuff yeah. is like no, not even hinted at in the original. It's very, yeah. very black and white. Yeah. This is the shitty bully. It's a slobs versus snobs sort of thing, you know. He's got to overcome the preppy oh, kids. Oh, God, when he was detailing, yeah, they need sucker punch, man. I know, I'm like, so I did what anybody would do. I defended myself. It's like, yeah. yeah. And you watch that footage and you're like, absolutely. From his perspective, it's like, this kid just like He's literally tried asshole. to punch me out of nowhere after yeah. like messing with the boom box, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it just completely paints this new picture. And like, you got Johnny down in the dumps, like struggling to pay rent. He lives in the apartment complex that Daniel moved into in the original movie. That's where he's at now. Same apartment complex. I don't know if you caught that. Really? Because why, then why do they go back to that then? He's moved out of it by the time that he gets the um, the dojo going, if I'm not mistaken. Or he's living in the dojo. That's how I took it. We never see him at, at home again, do yeah. we? Well, no, because he goes back and he like cleans up everything. To, like, get his life in order. Like, he cleans up all the stuff and, like, he keeps the apartment looking nice. I just never... I mean, it looks the same. I'm pretty sure it's the same receipt, like, receipt of... And then they visit it together later in the, okay. in the season. I'll have to find out. they're kind of going down memory lane. But, yeah, yeah, I thought it was meant to be the same apartment complex that Daniel moves into. I like, thought it was just a different one, but maybe okay. so. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Um. He's eating some sad-ass pizza. At this strip mall. Yeah. And uh, sees a kid getting roughed up. Yeah. And his initial instinct is not really to help this kid. It's It's not until his car gets threatened. Yeah. Uh, His car becomes a part of the action. And then he springs into action and kicks the shit out of a bunch of teenagers. Yeah, that's the best (laughs) part. Great scene. And they, from the get-go, set these, these bullies up perfectly. I was like, oh, I just want all of you to just get your noses broken. Like, yeah. immediately, you know. Totally on the side of Miguel, who is what we assume oh at the beginning. God. We assume, oh, this is this is our Daniel, and maybe Johnny's gonna be the new Miyagi. But nothing is that simple in this series. And no. That's what I love. Is Whoever that kid is that plays him, if that kid does not go on to do something huge, I w- I will shoot everyone in Hollywood. That kid is amazing. <laughs> like I know he was on Parenthood, but just watching his interaction, just how natural he was with chemistry with everyone like that was brilliant like the see the scene i think the the teenage cast like across the oh my board god dude they were perfect are all fantastic yeah and every character like ends up getting a good bit of depth to them way more so than any of the side characters in the original series mm-hmm. for that matter i think he think he i think he gave my friend tommy brain damage or something <laughs> like Dude, I I mean, there's so much. I love that he went as a skeleton for you know Halloween. Yeah, I love the, all the fucking all like of nods the to the original and the touches back to it. But again, bending the narrative in such interesting ways where I never could quite see where it was going. And there was a lot of things that like initially hit me as like, oh, this is a little too like TV showy. I don't know about this. Like, um, Johnny drives back by the old. All that the site of his greatest humiliation, the parking mm-hmm. lot where Crease almost killed him yeah. after losing, and he's having like you know a moment, a flashback, and boom, his car gets plowed into by an SUV. Uh, one of the passengers of which we learn subsequently is 
Daniel-san's daughter. Yeah. And initially I'm like, oh, that's just, that's convenient that it put, but every little choice they make with the plotting all comes back around. Nothing is arbitrary and it sets up perfectly like in later episodes where oh, Johnny's yeah. going to drop that piece of information and the parents are like, what the hell? Oh, you just lying, so, dude. You just know, you know, there's so much of that stuff where I was just like, that's just good screenwriting. Yeah. It's just really well done setup and payoff. A lot of a and, lot of Chekhov's guns. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Or Chekhov's drunk We've texts got, or yeah, drunk we got driving, our whatever it was. set up yeah. and there's the dynamic, you know, the the bully who seems like a nice guy on the outside uh is interested in Daniel's daughter. Yeah. Daniel maybe thinks something's off with him initially, but we know what this guy's actually like because we see him constantly bullying Miguel. Um oh my god, what was that kid's name? He played such a great douche. But what was the Kyler? character name? Kyler. Not yeah. Tyler. Kyler. Yeah. Yeah. Um Real I close guess that to is Kylo. The, I guess that's the modern equivalent of of Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. Um yeah if you need a like a preppy douchebag name. Um, I did, but I, you're talking about like because you talk like Lawrence has the flashback, but and then you get Daniel's flashback, and it's perfect because like you get it's basically if you just had a tagline, you'd be like, you don't ever forget the shit that happens to you in high school. That's yeah. what it is. It's not that these guys haven't grown up and they have it's and it's, they've grown up and they've done things, but they just haven't like moved on from that. If you want to call it trauma, that initial trauma, because like in Daniel's mind. Johnny Lawrence is like the seed of everything that was like evil, you yeah. know, and there's no redemptive qualities until later on when they we'll, meet, which is nice. We'll, we'll get there. And then with, you know, Johnny, it's okay. I, because this guy, you know, hit me with a legal move and they gave him the win, the father figure that I had tried to murder me. And, and I lost my girl. And I, I lost, lost my, my girl. entire identity, basically, which, at that age. Which, that's the one problem. Oh, if I have to pick out a problem, that's the one problem I have, is I had heard from tons of people, well, no, they're just, they're, you know, every two and three, you know, they aren't really building on any of that. Because at the end of The Karate Kid, he grabs the trophy and says, you're all right, LaRusso. And he said, hey, thanks, and holds the trophy up. That, to me, always said... Lawrence is like, hey, man, I know I lost. We're good. I'm sorry. But that, but that never ends before Crease does that to him. Exactly. And I think that's where yeah. I can I can kind of go along yeah. with it. And but see, here's the thing. He knows that it's Crease like Crease is toxic. He knows that he's like, oh, that's why I left. Mm -hmm. So like, OK, yeah, Crease did that to you. You lost, but you were square with LaRusso then. So is it because Priest did that, or is it because LaRusso is so successful? I think it's the subsequent success and yeah. him sitting there, you know, this he's got to drive his, what he does not view as a shitty car. He loves his, it's Firebird, right? Yeah. Pontiac. Yep. Um, but he's got to drive that every day in the valley, looking at this giant smiling billboard of the guy who basically, in his eyes, stole his life away from him. Mm -hmm. If he had been the big karate champ, three years in a row, you know, in his senior year, when apparently like, karate was the biggest thing in the world. I it's love, like Texas football. I love the way they touch yeah. on that in the show. And the show is very self-aware oh, yeah. of how tropey or ridiculous some of this could come off if they didn't play it just right. And just every single note is just perfect. I was, dude, I was flipping out the entire, the scene where... um where he was 
where he was talking to him about like like when they first get the whole like he gets the whole dojo full and then like um when oh when he went to go visit Miyagi's grave like Episode I just five dude. I almost I had already texted you like five or six times that day what I almost texted you um that day which I'll now show you in the room uh this is gonna be great great podcasting material um hold on just a second brother and I debated posting it online but then I was like I don't know got a little self-conscious um Okay, Gavin, this is me. Uh, this is me about midway through uh, episode five. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I just showed Gavin a picture, and I, I may include it in this post, very, very small on yeah. Instagram, of me bawling my eyes out. Uh, yeah. Because when when we got to it's it's the middle of the season, it is the Miyagi episode it's literally dedicated to pat marita yes oh my god dude just like the well of emotion yeah it just it hit everything like perfectly also don't know if you noticed i think it's episode one or two johnny has to get his car towed after it gets wrecked into pat's towing did you catch that yeah, no. Okay. Did you catch? I, this probably is a, a stretch. Did you catch the last name of the other kid that was on the rise in the blue? Mm-mm. Uh, I don't remember his name, but his last name was Stone. Okay. And I just equate that to, like Joe Piscopo. You look at Coach Stone didn't take you on because I'm in that class. I kick your ass every day. Oh, sidekicks. I would kick his ass. <laughs> kick his ass. <laughs> he doesn't compete anymore. You want to know why? The reason. Is me, <laughs> but I just I I yes. inst- Chuck Norris's arch nemesis Joe Piscopo. No. Never forget that people. Yeah, dude, let's get that going, dude. Joe I want Piscopo to, facts. <laughs> dude, I've been wanting to do a ninety-eight late eighty. I just like a kids karate all-out extravaganza. I want to go surf ninjas in depth. I want to go three okay. ninjas. I want to wow. go. Hey, All that, dude, because that was about, our shit back in the day. We talked about this before. Next episode of 90s Nostalgia. We did baseball movies to start out with. We've left that one just sitting on the table. Yeah. Um, On the movie art. 90s Nostalgia episode two. 90s kid ninja movies. Yes. Okay. Because we, and that, that allows us to table these. We could, and we'll table the next Karate Kid because for a lot of it, there's not a lot of fighting. It's just a lot of Michael Ironside being like a weird Hitler at the school kind dude, of thing. Tell me you don't want Ironside like back dude, in play. Here. What if what if Ironside Doesn't is Kreese's old captain? That's what I was going to say. They're all military buddies. Fuck, that's man, what it is. That's what it is. And w- what we build to is a season three where it's literally Ironside, Michael Ian Griffith, John Kreese, who, spoilers, Fucking Kreese is alive, and he shows up at the end of the series in the final moments. He was in shadow at first, and I was like, I was really hoping, because I was like, this show knows its audience so well at this point, and they know we're all expecting Kreese. What if it's Terry Silver that peers yes. out of the shadows? And it wasn't. I heard and the I voice, still, and I was like, that's it, him. It, as, Dude, soon as, as soon as he popped on screen, I was like, oh, I'm so happy. And I was even more happy to read. He's already been signed as a series regular yes. for season two. He will be around, and it looks like we're going to see the, like, Johnny 
coming into conflict with his former father figure, all of their baggage that they have with each other, and basically really having to decide the man he's going to be at this point. Because I think we build to a point by the end of this season where there are really no bad guys. It's just a lot of misunderstandings, but you understand yeah. everybody's perspective. Exactly. Um, everybody's point of view is valid, 100%. We even kind of leave, you know, Johnny, Daniel... Uh, Johnny's son, who we haven't mentioned yet, who yeah. plays a very big role in the show. Yeah. Um, Did that kid not look kinda... like a young River Phoenix somewhere? Yeah, 100%. Dude, yeah. like, it's like if River um, Phoenix and... Who did I young say? Johnny Depp had a child? No, it... <laughs> it's like if River Phoenix and Eric... Von, and somebody... Oh, well, no. If uh, River Phoenix and Ryder Strong had okay. a child, or River Phoenix and... Um, remember Eric Von Denton? You remember him? Brink? Brink, leave it to Beaver. Brink, like yeah. if those two had a kid, like if River Phoenix Whoa. wasn't dead and somehow they had, yeah, you know, like they and that's that's that kid. That's the you know everything. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those they, where they're sorry, another nineties nostalgia episode. Um, nineties adaptations of former television shows. Brady Bunch movie. Leave it to Beaver. Uh, what else we got in there? Beverly Hillbillies. Yes, you do all of those. Clueless. Clueless isn't an adaptation of a TV show. Oh, they made a sorry. TV show off of the movie Clue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Get it right. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> As if. Anyway. Okay. But we we got all the... Uh, we're talking in total circles about the show. And again, I'm trying to leave some stuff on the table so that... When I do, do want to do like episode by episode, honestly. The biggest thing for me that just like knocked my socks off Whole whole season, essentially, and again, this is over the course of like four hours that I'm just been doing yeah. it because I could not stop. And there's yeah. no ads when you're on YouTube, right? So I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch another. When there's yeah, a break, I'm another. like, wait, real what? Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, another one? Yep, I'll do it. What, yeah, when you get the badass Cobra Kai logo that comes up at the end of every episode, it's just like, Burr. yeah, it's almost like the end of Arrow when the we, Arrow comes yeah. up and like you know our, our most CW shows okay. where there's we like got. A, we got Johnny's estranged son. Yes. Who, spoiler alert, again, gets aligned with Daniel. Yes. Daniel gets called back into karate. Okay. Well, that's Miguel, where he finds his sinner. Yes. Miguel, who from the get-go, again, we think is new Daniel. Yeah. Um, he's bullied at school. He's, you know, starts taking this training from Johnny. It's a very hardcore approach to karate. He's still got a lot of the old school Cobra Kai in him. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to not be John Kreese. And he realizes by the time we get to the end of the season that what have I actually been teaching these kids? I was yeah. trying to teach them empowerment. I was trying to teach them not to be scared of their bullies. To like, you know, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Like, don't don't wait for somebody to come after you. You take them down immediately. Yeah. And what he's confronted by the time we get to the end of this is he has essentially, through Miguel, created a monster. He's created... A Mike Barnes, almost. Yeah, now, I won't even say a Johnny. Oh, dude, what he if has Mike Barnes shows created Mike Barnes, karate who bad also name checked in this movie. It's like after the actions of Terry Silver, John Kreese, Mike Barnes at you know. So when was the, the first movie? When was the first mo- movie made? Eighty four. Is it supposed to be the nineteen eighty four All Valley? I believe so. Well, because they say eighty five, and I'm like, yeah, he fought again the next year. So wouldn't it be? 86 that they were talking about this or is it after the events of 85 that's just so weird that like 
and the thing I love about the 80s, all of these movies only take place over maybe like a two-year span. And yet, in this series, we are jumping almost a full year in 10 episodes, which I I like. There's not like the whole... Yeah. like and Again, the fact that it opened with the ori- the ending of the original yeah. is the most 80s thing about it. Yeah. To start with the last five to ten minutes mm-hmm. of the previous movie. And that's movie, exactly which is something we of... loved of the Karate Kid series. We yeah. always talk about that. It's like, I want that in everything. Yeah. Like, just like give me the last that, five minutes. Back to the Future, Halloween From, 2. Friday the 13th, do it. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and so going back to the... Um, what was I, what, were, what was I just talking about? Yeah, Mike Barnes is name checked, and basically it's like, you know, he does, and he does do good. Like, I mean, I see, like the crate. My favorite thing was the kid, the cleft palate kid, his transformation. Hawk, Hawk. Yeah, that shit was fucking hilarious. Yes, you know, and he essentially becomes the put him in a body bag, Johnny. Yeah, essentially becomes that kid. Is it Bobby or is it? I think it is Bobby, Bobby yeah, the yeah. curly, blonde-haired one, like yeah. platinum blonde. Well, it's like halfway um, through, even like halfway through that original, the first tournament, they're all starting to see, like, Crease, you're crazy, man. Like, Yeah, you're taking you know? this way too seriously, yeah. dude. It's the All-Valley. Is it because a young Japanese, like a Japanese man came into your dojo and, like, threw down a challenge? Or you, used, or you got Vietnam well, flashbacks going that, on? What's I mean, the deal, dude? And that's another thing that I really liked is, they Johnny, throughout most of the season... And he never fully kind of transitions, but he is very much just like stuck in the eighties, even down that's to, some, I like, to get, that's a, that's some a, offhanded racism that yeah. is like, and sexism it's a, too. It's yeah, great. It's a, but it's a part of his character and it's totally like, it would be so false to not have this guy behave like this, even though he is essentially your protagonist in this series. He's kind of your main threat until we start to get more of what's going on with Daniel. Yeah. And we start kind of building it up to where, it's kind of a split split narrative at this point. They and reverse their roles. I mean, Johnny, yes, but, but only because Daniel so, thought he was. There's still rich. so many layers and depth there because what I love, what I was been trying to build to this whole time, we get to episode nine. Johnny has just had his car torched and beat the shit out of by crazy. Is it Uncle Louie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daniel's crazy uncle or no, cousin, cousin, Louis. cousin. It's the uncle of the kids, of course. Um, through again through a series of misunderstandings and miscommunications, and Johnny shows up ready to fight. He's like, "What you know? What the fuck?" There's been a constant back and forth between them the whole season. Johnny paints a dick on the billboard face. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, and he shows up ready to fight. We think we're gonna get the showdown. Everybody's been waiting for. And episode nine does not go that way. No. These two guys go hang out for most of the episode. Yeah. They the go wife, to a bar. The wife, who I get love co- the actress to play the wife. Fantastic. She Everybody's tells them to step in. And that's the thing. She's like, oh, so you two grown men are just going to fight right here, right now, like <laughs> right. on the lawn. And yeah. Are you kidding me? Come inside and eat some food. And again, it's like this constant battle between like what we want as fans, because we want that heightened level of like, oh, yeah, it's all got to come down to like Johnny versus Daniel again. Versus the real world implications of like, but these characters wouldn't do that in this moment. No. And the fact that they, yeah, step out and they go have a beer and they talk about like their different perspectives and realize through the course of it, like, oh, I kind of like, I kind of understand you, dude. Like, I get it now. Like, maybe we can put this to bed. And then they come home and it just, you know, it's waiting for them because the one shoe that has not dropped 
is Johnny does not know that Daniel has been training his estranged son, all in an effort to piss off his dad because he saw Miguel being trained by Johnny and was like, that's that's the relationship I should have had with my dad yeah. who essentially abandoned me. Like, fuck that. I'm going to another father figure and one that's going to piss him off when he finds out about it. And we're waiting for that shoe to drop, dude. And when they come home, like, you know, buddy, buddy, been out for a night drinking. And then they're confronted with that. And it's immediately just like, oh, like, fuck you forever, basically. Yeah. And boom, going into the tournament. And then everything about that tournament is mind-blowing, dude. It's, they they, I love they it. do the crane kick, like, two seconds into it. And you're like, yep. oh, my God, that was amazing. Yeah. My favorite moment of all of it. Johnny, what is Johnny's son's name? It's killing me. Sorry. Um, God, you had to ask me. I've yeah, been listening to his I'm name. So like the past, I watched the last two episodes waiting in the doctor's office this morning. Um, what is his name? Miguel. And, is and the, yeah. Our internet runs incredibly slow here at the uh, God, what is that at the Arkaby Studios South. Give me just a moment. Uh, Robbie Keane. Robbie, because that's he has right. His mother's maiden name. Yeah, does not go by Robbie Lawrence. He gets injured uh, in the shoulder. Oh, yes, we dude. Get the, this is so good. We get the good. scene. They go in there, and, dude, I am, like, I'm literally, like, convulsing. I'm like, do the hands, man. Do the hands. Do the Miyagi hands. Smack them together. Like, just heal this kid with your black magic, dude. Just, like, do yes, do this right now. And then <laughs> it, it's the hardest I laughed the whole series, dude. Daniel just, like. Medic! <laughs> they got oh, a medic in here? Yeah. Somewhere? Got a medic? <laughs> and then she comes in and like legit pops the, you know, yeah. bone back in place and everything. Dude, the other time I, I laughed was so hard. dying, man. It's just that it, the show knows exactly what it needs to be. These writers it has are amazing. The, it knows we're all sitting right there going, he's going to do the hand trick, man. He's going to do the hand trick. And they just tweak it just a little bit. And it's perfect. And that was literally every episode of the show. Because And it, I kept, I was sitting there just like, there's no way it could keep getting better. Yeah, and they and keep it just hitting does. these notes. Like they just, they never hit a false note. They so did not fuck it up. And the whole time I, I was Rotten just Tomatoes like. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 100. I was just like, do not screw this up. Do not screw this up. And they didn't. And then you want to talk about just hammering it home with like, oh yeah, by the way, Crease is going to be in next season. We're oh, out. Oh, Mic drop. Well, Cobra you know, Kai season one. Oh, you think Cobra. I'm gonna? You think I'm gonna let Cobra Kai do this? No. Welcome to Miyagi Do Karate. Oh, dude, dude, when he, when he walks him, to the the car, the whose cars are these? The Don't cars. worry about it, dude. Oh my god, I I'm getting emotional just thinking. Yeah, about and it the right yellow now. one's just right there. And dude, the way the score slowly oh, starts builds, to creep man. in over yes. the course of the season, like we don't get that full on training like music and everything until they're actually doing it. But dude, that was one of my favorite parts is that like, he's got him doing all this stuff. And he's like, now this is the fun part. And he's like, show me this, show me that. And you're like, dude, this montage, he's been doing, he Miyagi's the shit out of him. Yeah. He's totally becoming Mr. Miyagi. But like one of the, I was going to say one of the other times I laughed so hard is when he was like, you know what? You, you're all weak. You know, if you're going to be able to throw a punch, you got to take one. So he has the girl like start punching all of them in the face. And you just, Miguel comes in and you just hear like her, oh. And he was like, what? Something wrong? Something's bleeding? He's like, oh, no, they're all fine. There's just, there's a lot. I mean, yeah, there's blood. There's a lot of blood. But, Mike, I, I met a girl. Like, well, this is so ridiculous. Dude, I love that thread too. Like, 
Jennifer Jason Lee. Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. I do this all the time. <laughs> so sorry. I sound like such a... Because, you know, that's I my joke. I like such a horseshit fan right now. <laughs> that's my so thing. Cause like, Jason. I always make the joke because, like, it's Elizabeth Shue. Because um, in Hamlet 2, she's like, hi, it's me, Elizabeth Shue. I'm ready to get back into acting. Yeah. Like, she, and they're oh, like, I love her in that. And this yeah. is, she's just working as a nurse. Yeah. Like, in Tucson. <laughs> yeah. Tucson, Arizona, where dreams go to die. Um, okay. Elizabeth Shue. She's great in the original. I yes. love the character Valley, But... If we're being real, there's not a ton of depth there. No. I do also love the relationship with Daniel's mom, who, again, spoiler alert, she shows up, dude. I was yes. like, what the fuck? Daniel's mom's back. And, like, it wasn't just like a, hey, I'm here, cameo. There's, like, some genuine conflict with her and the wife I, and, like, all these family take dynamics care of family, come out. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is great. LaRusso doesn't really this have it all. so great man like i did not expect for her to show up and that was a perfect just like little tiny thing that was just like a nice little surprise towards the end of the season so with all of that in mind the fact that we got daniel's daughter who's an incredibly well-developed character we got miguel's friend who the way they established the female bully like they're like beyond mean girls yes (laughs) um and I just could not wait for them to get to their comeuppets. And I did not expect it to come in the form of a front wedgie. Yeah. That shit was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so great. That whole like party sequence and stuff out by where the nerds essentially are like, oh, they're having this fancy like preppy party there. We're just gonna show up an hour early and we're gonna have our own party, and then they can't be there. Like I love when he's like, Yeah, I man, I was at the bar last night. You still gotta see your ID. Nineteen ninety three. Fuck it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me get eight bottles of that vodka down there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Hawk. Oh, yeah. I that want, kid is I amazing. I want more with Hawk, definitely. And, yeah, but I, I thought we got a lot of... I've I've heard that this isn't actually a good thing to say, so I'm trying to break myself of it. We're, apparent, we're not supposed to say, oh, it's got such strong female characters, because, like, it should just be like, it has good female characters. It's like, strong is not the defining factor of them. It yeah. doesn't have to... Like, we don't say... Oh, what a strong male character yeah. all the time. So I'm trying to break myself of that. Can we say these ladies are really fleshed out yes. on the page? Is that Can yeah, we do that? we could say that for <laughs> sure. But yeah, just like way more depth than I expect to be given. And a lot of like equal time given to the kids, which I think is going to be really important if this show is going to have legs, is we need to buy into those kids and the high school relationship and all of that stuff. And at its core, this is really about like bullying in the modern era. Yeah. And masculinity in the modern era as well a lot mm-hmm. and femininity and like just because you all have the aspects one... of what it means to be a kid these days and the culture clash between just Johnny being stuck in the eighties and Miguel who's like seems like he just walked off the street just seems like a normal kid from today. Yeah. You know I'm like because I was gonna say like you to me it it this the 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 way this works you equate it to like McLean and Live Free or Die Hard, Driver and Drive. It's these like old school masculine characters in an analog world, like in a an analog character in a digital world kind of thing. Yeah. Like Johnny Lawrence, like the going to the flashback. The that was one of my favorite scenes when they did the flashback. Him as a kid and riding up and like seeing it and yeah. being like, "Oh and man, Asker I want." Is his stepdad? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, he's great. So like seeing that. And just being like having your whole, 
your whole like life. Sorry, what is the song? What when when Johnny and Daniel ride together? The song that gets them both singing. Together. Ario Speedwagon. Take it's, it on the run, baby. I couldn't remember if it was Foreigner or Ario yeah. Speedwagon. You like Speedwagon? Yes. What kind of a man doesn't? The fact that that <laughs> you know is covers? the, bond, what kind the of a man doesn't? moment between them. Yeah. And I'm sorry, and it took me back to when Johnny is riding his bike as a kid, and they have Boston, and it's like the opening of that episode, yeah. and he's just like tearing ass through the valleys. So, yeah. Yeah. The music is perfect. Like, they have the theme, the... I was like, dude, I... Okay, did... Unless I didn't watch, like, the full credits on the end of the last episode, did we at any point hear You're the Best by Mr. Joe Bean Esposito? I don't think so. Because I don't think we did, and I'm kind of glad we didn't, because I'm like, you got to keep something in your back pocket. Yeah. You got to keep a couple things in your back pocket for next season. Um, let's let's. We get did, to... we did, they did have Bananarama pancakes. Yes, they did. <laughs> that was my favorite. They managed favorite. to work that in. Oh, dude, and Daniel's, like, shitty son who won't get off his video games is, like, fat. I thought it was so interesting. Yes, to, like, that's perfect. You would, in your head, you're like, oh, well, yeah, just make it Daniel's son, and, like, he's into karate, and now that's the thing. It's like, no, Daniel's kid has, like, no interest, yeah. is, like, a younger age than would even be appropriate for the series, necessarily, and is kind of, like, the bane of his existence because he's, like, the polar opposite of how Daniel was when he was a kid. Because he's got everything. Exactly. Everything, yeah. And, and then so that like makes way for the Robbie character who's like this you're the son I know I got a little little bit of that vibe like he was like it's like he's been he had it with his daughter but he never got to fully like Miyagi right her she kind of grew out she, of it but she we knew. find out she definitely retained some and oh, it yeah. seems like going into next season um she's gonna get back into karate proper possibly as a co Possibly maybe starting out with Daniel, and then maybe she goes dark and goes Cobra Kai. Dude, know. okay. So There's a lot of different do you wanna, directions. Do, all right, so let's, look, to wrap it up, how about you give me what you want to happen, and give me your synopsis for season two right now. Okay. I think Crease being back in play, what I want to see is basically the war for Johnny Lawrence's soul. <laughs> okay. I, I want to see him have to kind of determine what he wants Cobra Kai to be going forward. And what I really want to happen is Kreese to essentially wrestle away control from him by the end of it. Okay? And I want Johnny to have to team up. God damn it, you stole my idea. <laughs> to team up with Daniel because it's like it's right there in episode 9. It's like these guys should be best friends. They should be hanging out. Like yeah. they should be alternating classes. They should just pay for a dojo together like just be friends, man. Just be friends. That's where I wanted to go so bad. So they they get a line at the end of the season. And Crease is like, "Well, I got all these new kids that I've completely brainwashed and everything. We're going to take them on at the tournament. We're going to maintain Cobra Kai dominance." Okay, but Daniel's Daniel and Johnny now have, you know, they got Robbie. Maybe they got Daniel's daughter. Maybe they got a couple new kids that we introduce next season. Yeah, they they they, and, they can't bring Miguel with them. Miguel is completely like, yeah, I'm Miguel's Cobra Kai. completely going to the dark Oh, this side. is the guy who taught you? Yes. And you're pussying out? Oh, fine. Okay, fine. Crease, exactly. I'll be your number one student. So, they're defeated. Karate Kid 1 style. Cobra Kai is defeated at the end of season two. And Kreese up in arms, losing his shit. Who's the only man that can help him from this point forward? Got to call in favor. He's got to call Terry Silver. And 
end of season two, we set up Terry Silver with all of his infinite money. Just rolls up in a disposable limousine. Disposable income. Rolls, rolls up, up rolls, rolls down the window. It's like, hey, John. That's it. Okay? Or maybe he's in a steam room. I like that better. Yeah. Um, or maybe he's training with like four guys fighting him. I Whatever it yeah. is. I like to assume that Terry Silver... Wakes probably, up every morning or and has five guys trying to fight him. Give me season three, and season three is the Terry Silver story. And I we literally follow him from like the moment <laughs> that part three ends up until now. Because he literally What happened with all that toxic waste dumping? Yes. What happened with he, all of his like weird solicitation of people to beat up other people? Doesn't he literally like just take the paper and just kinda like throw it like ah barns you trash? He just kinda walks off. Like yeah. that's all that happens to him in the end. And it's like, dude, you took like weeks out of your life, <laughs> invested hundreds if not thousands of dollars to ruin the life of a teenager. Because you're an eighteen buddy. year old. To me Because the, your old war buddy was kind of sad. Either, <laughs> either Silver's gay for John Kreese, or he saved his life in Vietnam. I dude, I want that. I want Nam flashbacks. Like we got Kreese next season. Yeah, set it up there. Let's see Terry in the flashbacks. Okay, yeah. they don't have to be played by the same actors. It's mm-hmm. fine. We can cast younger. But we set up that like we see Terry and his relationship. So by the time we get to the end of season two, where we're like. Okay, now Terry's coming into play, and it's literally LaRusso with all of his resources from the auto world, etc. Um, Johnny is on the outs, essentially, because he's somehow he is forced out of Cobra Kai. I don't know how, you know, they can figure out in the plot. They can do it way better than I can, for sure. Um, but yeah, so we head into season three, and it's Cobra Kai at its full power, trying to regain dominance, because they've been slighted at the most recent tournament. And Daniel and Johnny teaming together to try and finally bring, like, you know, Miyagi-Do style karate to the valley and make that the dominant form of karate. That's what I want for the war of season three. And then after everything has gone to shit and the ashes settle, okay, season four, Michael Ironside and Hilary Swank show up and we make it part of continuity. Or, or season three. Maybe we got to go to Japan at some point. Maybe. Maybe. What's his name? Is it Kaito? What's the dude's name in two? Sato. Is it Sato? The the, the dude he beats, not Miyagi's oh, old That guy, foe. I just call him Karate Incarnate because that is all that, that kid is all, he has yeah. bigger tits than I do, but like, <laughs> like he is just karate personified. Um, I think. Kenshin? No. That's Ninja Turtles. What am I thinking? Kenshin. What is I, I I don't know. I'm, I'm pulling it up slowly on IMDb. Again, I'm sorry. It runs super slow here. Um, I, you know what I would love? I would love it if, if LaRusso is getting his, like, shipment of bonsai from Sato on Okinawa. Give me that. Give me that. Hey, Mr. Sato, how's it going? Yeah. Yeah, or okay. I was... Yeah. Oh, dude. No, I totally messed up my... Somehow, somehow... Mike Barnes has got to come back into this. Oh, okay. No, that's what it is. That's what it is. Okay. I got what? it. I'm okay. sorry. I got what it. What is it? Kreese forces out Johnny, but he needs a he needs a right-hand man, you know? He needs a younger guy. He never worked with Barnes directly. No. Really, in part three. He no. knew what was going on, but, like, Barnes was Terry Silver's hire. Yeah. So, he's like, hey, I remember you helped my buddy Terry with this, like, you know, years ago. How would you like to get another shot at fucking over LaRusso all these years later? Yeah. And so he brings in Mike Barnes as his second. Okay. 
And then we wait a little bit. Then season three is them calling in the big dog. They finally got to call in Terry. Or Terry's been bankrolling the, the this high, thing Yeah, the I was going to say, time, Terry's been Behind big, the scenes. Yeah. So that's, yeah. my So that we're kind of in line with that because I wanted to like extend it to where he has to finally be friends. To me, there is, so, flat out, there is no reason for this series to exist beyond a season two or three if we don't get to Terry Silver. I'm going to say that yes. right now. If Thomas Ian Griffith is not like the next on your casting call list for at least a cameo, possibly signing as a series regular, you're doing it wrong. And but if I you do, if you do get it, it don't tell us. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't no press release. Just I don't want just anything. Tease it. Just tease it. If you get him, yeah. don't make any comment. Again, the talk fact about that it. the fact that he and Mike Barnes were named in this because I was totally prepared for like, oh, they can just they'll just make this a kind of a direct sequel to part one. They'll kind of just like gloss over. Oh yeah, he has an adventure in Japan, and like oh yeah, he did fight like a year later to defend his title, and he won again. Um, but yeah, there's. There's yeah, so many all awesome the sh- places. All the shit go. he's doing is from three. Like the kata he's teaching, uh, Robbie. That's all from three. The only thing from one was the crank. He didn't teach him any kind of ka- yeah, the balance stuff and all that. But like, yeah. yeah. Oh, focus, look, I. And I love that there was not like direct one to ones. Like we didn't really have a fly in the chopstick sequence. We literally had wax on, wax off, but with cars this time. You know. Yeah. Um, which I guess it was his windows in the first one, wasn't it? And then there was paint the fence. Is paint the fence the first one or the third one? He's sweep, the fence sweeping is the, is the second one. But paint, the, the, paint, the, paint fence the fence is, is all the first. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first one. Paint the um, fence, sand floor, wax on, wax off. Yeah. Paint side the house. Floor. Yeah. Side to five. Side to side. That was one of my favorite. It's like a quick montage, but he's like, this is my favorite part. And then he shows up what he's doing. Like, okay. Whereas like you have Miguel and Johnny who are like hardcore. Like you're going to work out. You're going to run. You're going to train. You're going to push up on your knuckles. You're going to actually pa- practice oh, punching. Takes all of the kids to the junkyard and like releases dogs. Gives, gives them beef jerky. He's like, are you hungry? Because they are. Yeah. Yeah. It just. Uh, this show is an so absolute great. blast. I could talk about it for like another two well, here's hours. Here's what I want to do. I want to yeah. have like. We should bring it in. You, you're the home. next, you know, like low attendance, money's kind of leaving the valley, you know, everything's, you know, kind of drying up. They don't know what they're going to do. Police forces shrunk down, so there's not like a real big presence, which allows John Kreese to slowly but surely make sure that he and his old war buddy, Michael Ironside's character, are going to be able to have a neighborhood watch type thing, kind of like the black commandos from the school that Hillary Swank was at. So they kind of meet together and they're like yeah let's do this so they start getting their own cobra kai kids that are in high school to be like walking around like kind of just neighborhood watch enforcers and all of a sudden they're not just doing that they're just like picking on bullies and shit so it's four is it's just like self-contained like recita only like no go no cop war zone and you got to have crease and lawrence and larusso and barnes or larusso and whoever like they they're you know we bring Barnes in on that side. You basically have Ironside's character, Crease and Barnes. You have Johnny, you have Daniel and like, Oh, what's Michael Ironside's character going to do? Well, look who's been like, you know, doing good for herself. Julie, she comes out of nowhere. Fucking Hillary Swank's ready to fight. Like, and it's just the end of season three or end of season three is a, or two is a giant. We're all three going to run and start to fight and we're done. We don't know what happens. <laughs> and then season three, we get the full on, like, you know, they were fighting and then all of a sudden, you know, like 
police actually showed up. Like, it really wasn't this whole thing we were thinking of. It was kind of overdramatic a little bit. <laughs> They're all having to deal with ramifications in jail, you know. Yeah. And it's oh, just a courtroom was, battle. That was immediately one of my favorite things, which is Johnny gets arrested after he beats up all of those teenagers, which is exactly what would happen. Because arguably, um, Miyagi probably should have been arrested for yeah. beating the shit out and of And then, you know, so I, tra- yeah, and then he, I haven't seen this kid in like months. He pours water on me at the, at the Halloween party. Yeah. So I track him out to treat him less. And what do I know? He's got his own karate master there, too. I mean, I think he gave my buddy Tommy brain damage. <laughs> I love his flashback explanation of what happens. Because I don't know when it happened. But I feel like within the last five to ten years, there has been this uptick of, like, let's look at everything we loved as children and as, like, what we hold dear. And let's flip it a little bit. So now, say anything is kind of creepy that he's standing out there with a the boombox. People talk about, oh, that's kind of creepy, isn't it? Not really. Have you watched Say the movie? anything holds up a lot better than a lot of other 80s movies. Yes. Most of them directed or written by John Hughes, I will point out. Yeah. Those are the most problematic 80s movies yeah. to me. Um, and then you, but then you get, you get this and you're like, yeah, I mean, all we're, all we're told is, you know, he was just trying to talk to this chick and some, you know, which I love he had the fucking red jacket on whenever he was in the junkyard yeah. and the bandana, you know? Oh, dude. And they... Like, they recreated the date from the first oh, one. Oh, yeah, with man. With the song. Mm-hmm. Yes. Driving down the road. God, man. Oh. As soon as, dude, as soon as they went to that, just, again. You got to take them where I took all is, my chicks back in the day. Again, it's hitting on nostalgia. It, it, it relies on your love, knowledge, appreciation of the original movie. But then within that scene, it's still these new characters that we've been introduced to that are three-dimensional, that are having their own interaction within there. So this is what I'm talking about when I say it's the blueprint or it's the textbook that I like to see people approach going forward. You and I both love Stranger Things. We've talked about this on podcasts. But one of the things that we kind of try to talk around is what where's the line with nostalgia? Yeah. Do you like something simply because it reminds you of this other thing or does it stand on its own? Or mm-hmm. do the characters have depth enough to themselves? And that's what just consistently blew me away about this is it never just fell back into, we're just going to coast. We're just going to, you know, we'll have some easy references to the first movie. Well, yeah, okay. We'll make a couple hours. This and then is, this it's, is it's how you great. can tell it passed yeah. the test. You can watch this show having never seen any of those movies and still have a complete narrative story that you love. But the thing about it, if you've seen them and you grew up with them and loved them, it's the best fucking thing out there. If yeah. you've never seen The Karate Kid, you will go back and you will see what the hell that's they're talking why. about. I and that's why it's perfect. To rewatch the series and prep for this upcoming yes. miniseries that we're going to do. Because I'm interested to go back and watch the original with the Johnny perspective yeah. in my head. And see, with the exception of the soup scene, every one of those... I'm looking at it. I've I've looked at since that kind of thing happened. Like you know, they talk about like legal kick all that because I remember that been thing. Like yeah, Larusso is just kind of an asshole out of nowhere. Like oh, that's how they do it in Jersey, I guess. Like you're new here, nobody knows you, and you know like yeah, okay, they did kind of trip him up. They did kind of fuck with him in high school, like you know, the soccer team and all that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they didn't mess with him at all. Until he put water on Johnny. He did the whole thing. I guess he's rolling a joint in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. He's rolling a joint in the bathroom and Daniel sprays water on him. And that's it. Mm -hmm. So a boombox and some water and all of a sudden you got a death wish for this kid. But, you know, you get beat the fuck up too. And then all of a sudden here he is making a challenge. 
Yeah. You know, like the only other interaction is when he goes to try and take karate and like, who's at the front of the class teaching? Oh, it's fucking Johnny Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You can't, he can't train there. Yep. You know? Well, they do kind of follow him and like push him off the, see, and that's the thing. Wolf of omission. They don't admit that, hey, you know, we did kind of like throw him down a hill, you know, when yeah. he was riding home one night. And then we did kind of chase him down and beat the shit out of him for water, yeah. you know? So, I, yeah, it's, we'll, yeah, we'll go back and we'll try and recontextualize all that stuff. And I think going through the other ones will give us more fuel for like actually fleshing out where we would maybe want to see season two, three beyond go. Uh, but let's let's table it for right now. Yeah, I had considered maybe us talking about some other stuff that we've been watching uh, recently, but Infinity wait, War? that was all Cobra Kai. <laughs> I saw Infinity War. We could talk about that. Well, this is the TV arc. So we'll, no, we'll move can't. on over to the movie arc. Now. Um, anyways. I will shout out very quickly before we wrap up. Um, I devoured uh, Atlanta season one and two uh, over the last month. Holy shit. It's the best show on television. Uh, I think unequivocally. Cannot wait for season three. Seriously, cannot wait. I started season one of Legion on FX. Just finished that recently. Season uh, two is in the midst now if it's not over yet. Season two just wrapped. Yes. Uh, Did so you ever watch Taboo? That soon, huh? You ever watch Taboo? No. I'm going to get to it soon because I have access to Hulu now. Um, I went back and finally finished the most recent season of Silicon Valley. I think that's season five or possibly six. I forget. You ever watch Mr. Robot? Nope. I already know like literally everything. It's already been spoiled for me, so I don't know. I haven't watched season three right now, but it's so good. Okay. Well, that's what, again, if you have any suggestions for things you would like to see us cover, we are trying to bring the TV arc back to life. Uh, if you want to hear long-form conversations on any of the shows I just mentioned, uh, let us know. TheArcofE at gmail.com. You can yell us on Instagram at TheArcofE Network, on Twitter at TheArcofE, and on our Facebook, which Gavin handles. That's TheArcofE on Facebook. Which I haven't been handling. I've been at the beach, yeah. and I've been watching shit, and which I apologize. Is, which is totally fine. And again, Mr. Sunshine Mayfield holding it down on the Twitter. Uh, if you haven't checked out the other feeds in a bit and you're all of a sudden on the TV arc, uh, Music Arc just wrapped Lost in the Folds episode 11. That's their complete miniseries of the albums of Mr. Ben Folds. It's a good time. Uh, our cousins, again, the aforementioned Brothers Blanchard, they've got two more episodes of Camp Crystal Lake Revisited left, Freddy vs. Jason, and Friday the 13th, the reboot. And a finale episode, which Gavin and I still have to schedule and record with them very, very soon. Yes. So you can look forward to all of that stuff. And, of course, Gavin and I have Rodriguez Revisited running right now. We took a little week off while you are in Florida. Coming back strong with some Spy Kids conversation very, very soon. And then shortly after that, once upon a time in Mexico. Mexico. So, plenty of stuff to look forward to all across the network. Stay tuned to thearcofe.com and all of our social media to keep track of what's coming out when. And uh, for this week on the TV arc, I have been Noah. And I have been Gavin. And we have been Cobra Kai. It's Cobra Kai never dies. Try to be best, cause you're only a man, and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe, though the going gets rough, that you got a hand tough to make it.
in the game by you. Try your best to 